You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you, man? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too, my friend. I'm doing well. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening. It's, uh, you know, I think you and I were just alluding to it off the air. It is Christmas Eve Eve, mm-hmm. and uh, it has been a day. <laughs> it has. Day. These days creep up. Like before, maybe like Christmas Eve was the hustle and bustle day. I think each day they, they're starting to creep up. And then like the week of Christmas is probably just going to be bananas. Well, yeah, it's just I think it's funny, like as we get to be adults, it, all of a sudden the holidays are a time commitment from further out than they were yeah. before. It was, it was nice to be a kid and just be like, oh, yeah, you have to go to your aunt's for, for Thanksgiving. Like, all right, I get in the car right. and it's pretty much done. Yeah. Not the case <laughs> as an adult. Exactly. Well, we have a lot to talk about this week. This will be a, a shorter episode, as will next week. We'll get back to regular, regularly scheduled lengths. Uh, after the new year, but I've got Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me, and uh, I want to talk about Week 16 in the National Football League. It is the penultimate week of the regular season. How again? Like we talked about, how did Christmas get here already? How did this stuff happen? How is it almost the end of the NFL season? The end of the NFL season is almost here, and there's still some crazy storylines left to go. Mm. It's wild. It is. Uh, <laughs> And a lot of teams are already looking for their next head coaches. Teams are looking for the next general managers. Your team, uh, not, not the least of them. I, I think the Texans are interesting, though. The Texans feel like they're going a little bit too far out of the way to, to prove that they satisfied the Rooney role. And, and I'm, I always think it's weird when it just so happens that all of the, the minority candidates are the first people interviewed. Yeah, it's like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to take this? How, right. You know, give me, right. give me an opportunity to, like, kind of be wrong about this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, because the, 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 the worst thing about it, Chris, is that, like, Jim Caldwell, for instance, like, mm-hmm. qualified Should still be guy. the head coach of the Lions. Yes, exactly. Like, super qualified guy. Not Should not be put in a position where he is, you know, Filling a, a a necessity so that the yeah. the, Checking the search can begin exactly. I, it just there's so many coaches, but like he's he's a great example of how like okay, what a, what else does he have to do to to get a legitimate shot if we all kind of can agree that he should still have a job? Oh yeah, no no, he is he is the like Dak Prescott of head coaches where we really got to see Jim Caldwell's value after he was gone. Exactly, exactly. And like, oh yeah, sure, Texans, you guys are going to hire Marvin Lewis as your head coach. I'm, I'm sure he's getting serious consideration. Right? Like, come like, on, it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know, but it's, it's stupid, and every, it's just, just to hire the best people. Just hire the best people. Why do we care? Like, why? I don't know why there has been this, this notion that, that black head coaches can't succeed. That's crazy. Just yeah. hire the best people. It seems it's, it's it seems so simple and it is, but it's one of those things that, you know, I, I mean, you've seen how far black quarterbacks have come and sure. it's still hard to shake. It's still, still very hard to, to the shake, point so. where we still refer to them as black quarterbacks. 
<laughs> Touche. And like, I mean, there it is. Like, drop the mic. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, man. Just, just the, the best people should, the best people should be getting the job. And if that's yeah. not what we should take away from this holiday season, I don't know what is. Um, you're right, though. Crazy, crazy, crazy storylines to be played out. Let's get to these games, the first of which the Minnesota Vikings head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints minus seven at home. Yeah, Saints looked better than I expected against the Chiefs, learning more about the Chiefs' defense and their wishy-washiness. They're bend, but don't break, or bend and break sometimes, but not <laughs> just to not don't enough break too to much. win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Minnesota, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. What are you – what are you – you had every chance, every shot. So I'm going to go Saints here just because if I'm looking at who's uh, peaking or who's heading in the right direction, I mean, if you if you, you take the Saints against the top team in the league, then you go Vikings with the Bears who are not the top team in the league, you go, mm. I'm going to take the Saints here. That's, I mean, that transitive properties makes a lot of sense. But are you at all concerned? This is kind of like a, I feel like a lost season at all for the Saints. You know, Breeze is hurt. Now Michael Thomas is on the IR and his season looks to be over just feels like the pieces never quite came together. Exactly. I remember we talked about this super early eons ago in, in preseason prior to week one mm-hmm. and just how it, with the Kamara thing and like it felt forced because that window for the Saints seems closed or is closing. And then this is just another, you know, example, another another opportunity to think, yeah, I think the window <laughs> is it's half cracked now. And I think it's hilarious that they say they're going to give Jameis Winston every opportunity to be the uh, successor to Drew Brees when they won't even start him when Drew Brees is out and they go to Taysom Hill. Like, sure, we, I, I, I believe you. Yeah, you're seriously considering Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, it's just nonsense. There's so much, so much BS football talk right. that, uh, that goes on at the end of the season. Um, and I'll tell you what, we saw a guy this uh, past weekend in – Las Vegas get the opportunity to play for the first time this season in Marcus Mariota and looked pretty darn good. You know, he would be an interesting guy in New Orleans. He would be an interesting guy in San Francisco, but we shall see. I was talking to Anshu about this today, and I'm really looking forward to playing the game of where will quarterbacks end up this offseason because we did it last year, and I think this year is going to be even more in-depth and even more meaty because there's just so many names out there. Yes, so many names, so many interesting, viable spots for them to land. Uh, And and like you said, with the meaty part, way more guys of substance that aren't a year or two fillers, the IE or Mm. Phillip Rivers, you know, carousel types, but really guys that could restart their careers or, you know, culminate their careers in a pretty pretty decent way so yeah i'm looking forward to that it's fun and it's a testament of where the league is going with the passing and all that stuff now this may be routine like there mm-hmm. usually may be more quarterbacks than there are seats and we got to figure out where they're going to land yeah there's probably five first round pick quarterbacks and there are going to be there are going to be some teams that uh some quarterbacks left standing when the music stops i don't see any other way about it the the Cam Newton type situation is going to be more commonplace in the next couple of years. Right. Let's get to our next game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. Bavada has your Lions, Mario Hines, plus nine and a half at home. Woo. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, the <laughs> last week for the Lions, uh, it made sense. It was uglier than it looked for the most part. 
But the thing that I talked about last week that the Buccaneers could pro- could possibly do with their run attack is just expose the, just the poor tackling. Just expose mm-hmm. it. I mean, I mean, there were some big plays, obviously, that Tennessee hit through the air. But what really, really stuck out was just Derrick Henry at will. And I think the Buccaneers can implement a little of both. Uh, and not uh, as big of a win, but, you know, the Lions are in a good place to me as a fan competent but not winning meaningless games so <laughs> buccaneers winning here but don't fret lions fans you'll continue to see some positives in the offense uh i mean maybe the last time we see these positives with nine at quarterback but you know positives with the offense there's some pieces in place they just won't get the win this week and probably won't win for the rest of the season it's kind of sad man it's kind of sad end of an era for uh for maddie stafford yeah, yeah. i'm trying to smell the roses now i've been I've been really watching games with yeah, this guy this guy has been good to us. Yeah, for sure. The San Francisco 49ers head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals minus 5 at home. Yeah, give me the Cardinals here. The Niners are not quitting. They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. So kudos to them. Uh but give me the Cardinals here with more at stake. They wake up, they win. Give me the Cardinals. I had this conversation with Anshu earlier as well. I was watching that 49ers game, and they just don't look good. And last night, I'm watching a basketball game. I'm watching the Golden State Warriors play the Brooklyn Nets. And I start to think, oh, man, have we been wrong about Steve Kerr this whole time? Is he just a super mediocre coach who just happened to have a bunch of talent? Then I got to thinking, boy, have we been wrong about Kyle Shanahan this whole time? Did he just get lucky last year? Is he a great offensive coordinator who may never be that great head coach? Little premature, but I think you have to raise the question. Uh, he didn't, and he didn't have the, the the one very important piece. But he didn't elevate his offense to to uh, to help and support the lack of a dominant defense, and that's what right. you want out of your head coach who's an offensive mind. You want to be able to raise the level of the defense. But keep in mind that. Uh, more times than we've seen than than we like to admit uh offensive coaches offensive coordinator types that end up head coaches strangely enough end up having really good defenses and just struggle to find that that happening that mm-hmm. spark on offense um you know when they're such that when they're heralded oc so this could be another one of those things where unless there's a dominant defense the niners and shanahan don't have it well, i guess time will tell sir the miami dolphins Head to Las Vegas to take on those Las Vegas Raiders. And Bavada has the Raiders plus three at home. I don't know how uh, how I can really read this game because a Tua can be a lot of things at any given time, and so can the Raiders. And I think, mm. th- you know, obviously uh, Miami is, is relying on their quarterback consistency to compete, but the Raiders could completely fold. Uh, again, I'm at this point in in the season you got to go with the team that has more at stake and i i john gruden this is what they brought you in for unless it's really just to as cosmetics to maintain Mm -hmm. but right now i'm gonna have to go with what i believe is is you're trying to win you're trying to produce a successful product so give me the raiders the atlanta falcons who disappointed the hell out of me last week by giving (laughs) up a giant lead to the Tampa bay buccaneers and having not picking behind the philadelphia eagles in the nfl draft head to kansas city to take on those kansas city chiefs bavada has the chiefs minus 10 and a half yeah chiefs win the falcons again will do what they do they they have 
they're a team that that need to restructure very specific parts. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting if they hit uh, their the offseason. I can't wait to talk about them because if they miss, this is going to repeat uh, because they're not going to replace the guys that they don't need to replace. And I know that sounds funny. But the Chiefs here, they're on cruise control until playoff time, uh, and that cruise control will get them a win against the Falcons. The suddenly competent Chicago Bears head to the uh, future home of one Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> the Jacksonville and those Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus seven and a half. Yeah, the Jaguars have officially folded, and the Bears are doing something. Uh, mm. So, I mean, I'll give it up to Mitchell. Uh, and calming down. I don't know. I don't want to go as far as to say uh, giving him another another chance. Legitimately, you right. may think like, okay, solid backup um, can can hold the place if you if you're gonna go the young quarterback route. Uh, with that said, Bears have more than enough to beat this Jaguars team that is now looking ahead and, and is probably ready to build their pieces. So give me the Bears. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet this week that said, uh, I don't want to say the Jaguars are tanking, but I heard they're going to start Cleo Lemon at quarterback. There you go. <laughs> and it wouldn't be shocking because uh, yeah. the Jaguars had this incredible gift fall from the heavens with this Jets win last week. And I got to think that in their heads, they're thinking, let's not screw this up. Yeah. 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 By all means. <laughs> The Cleveland Browns, the 10 and 4 Cleveland Browns, head to New York to take on the New York football Jets. Bavada has the Jets plus nine and a half. Perfect time for the Browns to play the Jets because the Jets have no idea how to, to play a game after a win. So right. the Browns don't even have to play their best to get this win. Uh, I'm really impressed by uh, what's going on offensively uh, in Cleveland. Um, and they've really, really um, improved over the last couple of weeks, improved their pass defense. So give me, a, give me the Browns here in, a, in a, a cruising win as well. Yeah, from where the Browns have come, it's crazy that we just watched them have a, a boring win on national television. Right, right. It's like, oh, yeah, it was <laughs> never right. really a game, wasn't, wasn't competitive. Like, this team won zero games three years ago. Man, applause. Applause to, I mean, it, it, was, it was not a straight path, but they're, they're getting there. No. The uh, Indianapolis Colts take on the suddenly ice-cold Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers plus one and a half. <laughs> Leave it to Pittsburgh to be the team, to be the franchise that changes the narrative of, you know, the undefeated ghost, the undefeated monkey on your back, and once you mm-hmm. get it off, you can get back to playing ball. No. <laughs> Stay undefeated if this is what you're going to do once you lose. You know what I mean? Um, what a bad time to play the Colts, who are feeling good. I think, uh, and we predicted this. You know, we, we said the Bengals with, you know, their first round pick, Joey Burrow, uh, Joe, my man Joey B, would have given them a scare. <laughs> not, not needed. Yeah, uh, so, turns out Ryan Finley was good enough. <laughs> Ryan Finley, good enough, and the Colts were good enough to beat uh, a Texans team who, where again, Deshaun Watson is playing. As good a football as you can ask of them, so yeah, yes. I think the the Colts are poised to continue what they've got going on as the Steelers continue to scramble and Juju is forced to stop dancing. <laughs> Mario, I can't even tell you how insane my life is going to be if your last two picks come to fruition, and we're <laughs> setting up Week 17 for the division with the Browns playing the Steelers head to head. It it just like it's going to be insanity. It's, it's insane. 
I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I don't it. know if I'm rooting for it, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. Um, the Denver Broncos head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus three and a half at home. Yo, I mean, smack me across the face, Los Angeles. You surprised me. Herbert continues to surprise me. I thought mm-hmm. that they weren't ready to turn the corner. I thought those uh, few losses, uh, they believe in week 11 and 12, were really going to be the, uh, the the diving board for them. But uh, it's it's impressive to see these two teams are, are a pretty good matchup. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chargers here as they're serious about figuring out how to, to get get back to, into contention, uh, mm-hmm. like the good old Philip Rivers days or Ladainian Thompson <laughs> days. So <laughs> just last year, but uh, give, right. me, give me Los Angeles. Fresh off of a loss to the New York Jets, the Los Angeles Rams head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Bavada has the Seahawks minus a point at home. Yeah, it's not even, you know, coming off a Jets loss and then you're playing the Seahawks, it's not even guaranteed that the Seahawks are going to manhandle you. This is how strange these two teams have fallen off from the beginning of the year, even midseason, midpoint. You know, these teams are totally different. Uh, Give me Seattle here because, again, with with more to fight for, more to lose, Russell Wilson has to be, you know, what is the separator. We're seeing – we don't see a a drop-off with D.K. Metcalf. Yeah. Um, the defense of Seattle remains the same. They're not really locking down anybody on the outside. Luckily, Jared Goff, for them, Jared Goff has, has <laughs> again, done the thing that I thought he would do way earlier. So right. that may be the difference maker in exposing the Seahawks defense and getting them a win. So give me a Seattle. So, oh, man. Uh, just you have to feel – for Josh Gordon, the uh, Seahawks mm. finally add him to the 53 after he serves his latest suspension. And we immediately find out that he's not eligible to return. Mm. He hasn't met the criteria for returning to the league. It's you know, a lot of people are quick to say, well, he doesn't want it. He clearly want, loves drugs more than and We don't know if this drugs could have been alcohol, but mm-hmm. he, he loves these other things more than football. But. I think we should really just stop and think about how serious addiction is and how how ugly it is in this situation. We're being robbed of the career of a guy who could have been one of the 15 or 20 best receivers to ever play football. And now it's just going to be, oh, he had that one incredible year. Exactly, man. I was thinking about him a lot uh, and weighed on my heart heavy as we talked about him uh, and, and talk about it a couple of years back and thinking that this has got to be the, the, the climax of, yeah. of, of his, of his career and, and coming on the other side, if he ever does get reinstated, but then we see, and, and we dug into his past and he's, you know, again, he's, he's an adult man and, and he mm-hmm. has to own his decisions and we're not saying that, but he's been failed a long time ago with how to cope with this. And it doesn't just go away and it becomes a serious thing. And it's not just as simple as what are you doing? Wake up, Josh. Right. So um, really just hoping that somebody, some organization, a group really reaches out um, and, and corrals him and, and gets his life together first. Yeah, this isn't about football anymore. Yeah. It's I think that's very clear. This is about trying to get this human being right. And uh, oh yeah, all uh, we wish him all of the best. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys plus two at home. Yeah, it's no telling with this game because of the agreed. The, it, I mean, 
One, just because the Cowboys are doing this thing where they I really think that they think they're competing for a playoff run right now. Yep. And that type of lack of awareness is just... <laughs> <laughs> it like it blows my mind. And then they get rewarded with a win of right. all things while, while partaking. Jalen Hurts, I'm applauding, again, applauding, want to root for him, do not know what's, what's going on with the, the Eagles organization. So I have a coin here. I flipped it. The imaginary coin says, give me Philadelphia. I'm going to hope that goes the other way because I really <laughs> – the, the, the playoffs are probably not happening, and I want that draft pick at this point. Yeah. But I hope Hurts plays well. The Tennessee Titans travel to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers. Bavada has the Packers minus three at home. Yeah, I, I, I feel you, Bavada. I really do. And typically we are kindred on this type of stuff. But oh, I think this but. is the last – yeah, I think this is the last shell shock for Green Bay. Again – these teams, Green Bay's pass defense second to none. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't. They also can't tackle, but they haven't had to prove their run defense this That's year. That's a nice way of saying their their run defense is abysmal. <laughs> and they haven't had to prove that they've stepped up until now. This is the moment, and I think it's the wake up call. Like, look, figure out scheme wise. I think personnel wise, they're just, they're just lacking. But figure it out scheme-wise before you make this run. So give me the Titans here in Green Bay's last shell shock before they uh, go on their NFC run. And our final game of the week, pretty good uh, Buffalo Bills team traveling to New England to take on the New England Patriots. This is uh, the sort of coronation game for the Buffalo Bills here. Bavada has the Patriots plus seven at home. It's Yeah, it's funny. Pass the torch. Pass over the whatever, the Paul Bunyan trophy or whatever, you know, college football Pass it over for a year. I think uh, rightfully owned by the Bills. Patriots have to hand it over, uh, and, and, and they're going to hand it over in, in probably a disgruntled fashion because the Bills are going to maintain a, a, a lead and probably never give it up this entire game Give the Bills. Agreed. All right. Well, like I said, quicker show this week. Uh, it's the holidays. We're going to get in, get outs, and uh, probably next week as well. But... We will be back to normal after the new year. Uh, So that's going to be it for us. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Hordell. Happy holidays, and we will see you next week.